You are listening to Bullet Points with Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. I'm Margot Bennett, the Executive Director of Women Against Gun Violence, and this is Bullet Points, our 15-minute or less podcast where we update you on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Today, I'm going to talk about thanks and spanks. You know, good job and thank you, or the alternative, this is very bad, you should be spanked. But first, today is February 14, and for some, this day is a celebration of love, Valentine's Day. For others, it is a sad reminder that on this date in 2018, a former student opened fire on students and staff at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killing 17 people and injuring 17 others. The killing spree is the deadliest high school shooting in United States history. Additionally, 13 months after the shooting, a student who was a friend of one of the students killed died by suicide after struggling to attend college. She was terrified of being in a classroom and also had been treated for survivor's guilt and PTSD. Less than a week later, a 16-year-old boy who had survived the shooting also died by suicide. These two young people should also be counted among the victims of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School mass shooting. So let's just take a quiet moment to remember before we move on. And now let's move on to thanks and spanks. First, a big thank you to you. Your efforts helped get California's AB 452, Parental Notification of Safe Gun Storage and Child Access Prevention Laws, out of the California Assembly and into the California Senate, where it will now be considered and hopefully passed. We'll keep you posted and call on you again for your help as this important bill moves along on its path to the governor for signing. Also in California, big thanks go out to California State Senator Anthony Portentino, who has introduced Senate Bill 906, the Comprehensive Campus Safety Plan to protect California students from tragic gun violence. Since 1970, the United States has had 1,316 school shootings, with 164 occurring in California. As experienced recently in Michigan, these shootings are too often fatal. As the author of California's Safe Storage of Firearms legislation, Senator Portentino is following up that effort with a comprehensive school safety plan which includes monitoring access to weapons and a strong mandate to follow through on threats. 
SB 906 would require the State Department of Education in consultation with the Department of Justice to develop model content for public or charter schools on a threat or perceived threat of a mass shooting incident. Upon registering a student for a public or charter school, parents or guardians will be required to disclose whether any firearms are located at the home of the student and details on ownership, storage, and accessibility of those firearms as it relates to the student. Upon becoming aware of a credible violent threat, schools must immediately report that threat to the law enforcement authorities and school leaders in consultation with law enforcement must search a student's on-campus property for the presence of firearms. And schools will be required to include information related to the safe storage of firearms in the annual notification provided to the parents or guardians. We know that this bill is far-reaching and will receive pushback from both sides of the aisle for different reasons. But we are hopeful that once negotiations take place, a strong and impactful bill that serves our students and our communities will remain. State Senator Portentino said, when in approximately 68% of school shootings, the firearm is taken from the student's home, friend, or relative, California needs to move the needle and take prudent public safety steps to address this problem. When we know that in 93% of those incidents, the attack was planned in advance and in many instances threatening or concerning communications prior to the attack, elicit concern from parents, friends, and educators, we must move from threat assessment to protective action without hesitation. And in more good news, the City of San Jose, California has voted in favor of adopting a liability insurance mandate for gun owners. The liability insurance will cover losses or damages resulting from any negligent or accidental use of the firearm, and the owner of a stolen or lost gun will be considered liable until the theft or loss is reported to authorities. The second part of the legislation requires gun owners to pay a $25 annual fee per household to be used to offer firearm safety education and training, suicide prevention, domestic violence, and mental health services to the community. The rules will go into effect in August if they pass the final reading next month. We got discounts back in the day when they came out with anti-lock brakes and airbags and other kinds of devices that have made driving safer, said San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo. In fact, we've seen on a per-mile basis that the fatalities related to automobiles have dropped about 80% over the last five decades. And a big part of that is insurance companies that are incentivizing people to be safer and to drive safer cars. So in the same way, we're hoping that insurance companies will really get in the game, roll up their sleeves, not just obviously as San Jose does this, 
but hopefully as more cities and states do it. Thank you to San Jose Mayor Lopardo and the San Jose City Council for their efforts to prevent gun violence. Spanks go out to Wisconsin Assembly Republicans who have passed a bill allowing some high school students to bring a gun to campus. This is part of an ongoing Second Amendment push by the lower chamber's GOP majority. We're watching closely to see what other states will follow suit. Spanks also go out to the six more states that no longer require residents to hold a permit to carry a concealed firearm. Arkansas, Iowa, Montana, Tennessee, Texas, and Utah recently enacted what gun rights advocates often refer to as constitutional carry measures. A legislative priority for groups such as the NRA, 21 states now have such measures in place. And more states may be added to that list soon. The Ohio House passed a bill along party lines that would eliminate a requirement for gun owners to take an eight-hour class and undergo a background check to carry a concealed firearm in public. I guess actually knowing how to use a gun is too tough a requirement. Similar bills have passed in one legislative chamber in both Louisiana and South Carolina. Thanks go to the governor of Pennsylvania, who recently vetoed the state's legislature's attempt to allow permitless carry. Permitless carry laws eliminate what proponents say is an onerous and time-consuming step for people who want to arm themselves for self-protection. You know, the step that requires that you know how to use a gun. When Tennessee Governor Bill Lee signed his state's permitless carry law earlier this year, the Republican tweeted that, it shouldn't be hard for law-abiding Tennesseans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Gun safety advocates and law enforcement agencies argue that having more people with concealed firearms and more untrained people with firearms in public places endangers communities and police officers. And the data reflect that concern. Thanks go to President Biden and the U.S. Department of Justice for their new actions to stem the flow of firearms used to commit violence. The Justice Department will crack down on the iron pipeline, the illegal flow of guns sold in the South, transported up to the East Coast, and found at crime scenes in cities from Baltimore to New York City. The Justice Department will launch a national post-gun enforcement initiative, which will train a national cadre of prosecutors and disseminate investigation and prosecution tools to help bring cases against those who use ghost guns to commit crimes. And the Justice Department will pursue unlawful gun sellers that put firearms in the wrong hands. Let's end this episode with another thanks to you. 
Thank you for the many ways in which you support and amplify WAGVA's work. Be sure to follow us on TikTok at WAGVA.org and be sure to save the date, Sunday, May 15th, 2022 at noon to attend our 29th annual Leadership Awards Brunch online this year. If you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please be sure to email me at wagv at wagv.org. Thank you for listening to Bullet Points, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.